0: I can easily recognize what excites me, and if it's giving me that reaction, then I want it for my own business.
1: Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Career Therapy Podcast. My name is Martin McGovern, your host and founder of Career Therapy. Today, I'm incredibly excited to welcome Erica Fotchman to the show. Erica is the founder of Winsome, an online shop focused on elevated casual women's clothing, accessories, and sustainable home goods, and she launched her shop during the pandemic. So she's been dealing with not just working in a pandemic, but all the different things that a business owner goes through from the stresses to the excitements to dealing with hustle culture and everything in between. So I'm really excited to get her perspectives on what she's been going through and show you a little bit of the reality behind launching a business. Is it for you? Are you an entrepreneur or a wontrepreneur? All of that is what we dive into today. So I hope you'll stick around. And without further ado, welcome Erica to the show. The first thing that I, I want to kind of dig into here is just... Um, you know, how many months have, are you into building your business and, and how have things been going?
0: If you count from like the moment that I started actualizing the idea that was back in May, 2019, but the whole process I've been moving super, super slowly. Um, cause back then I was just like, an idea that I eventually wanted to get started. So I started getting advice from a tax professional and like lawyer um, that we knew. And then come January, it must've been like a new year's thing (laughs) that we formed the business or like registered the business name. Um, So that was January of last year and then It took me a really long time to like come up with the logo idea and like what i wanted the brand to be about and i didn't move forward planning anything else until i had a solid idea with branding because my brain was really stuck on that idea that i had to like physically look good in my mind before i could like make more steps anyways then obviously covid happened starting March. And then I didn't do anything else until October of 2020. So in October, that's when we started like getting our tax ID, our EIN. um, What else did I do? The business certificate, like registering so I could buy wholesale, um, started the website, and then placed my first orders um, for inventory in the beginning of November, knowing that it would take about a month to ship them and then launching December 7th of 2020.
1: Bravo. So
0: it's full circle, like one year, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's exciting. But it it still feels like such a little, little baby business.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, and it it will, (laughs) it does for a while. And I I like the fact that you called out the branding side of things because, um, there's so much contradictory advice online about how to start a business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some sites will say, you know, spend all your time and money on the brand, and some people will do that, and then they'll never actually have a real idea for what the business is and launch right. this amazing. I did that with Ideal Lemon. I mean, it's just we had a name, we started doing things, we had no clue what the business was, but we ran with it. Um, and, then an well, <laughs> and then there's, well, and then there's folks who are like you know, the brand doesn't matter. You just got to go hit the market and things like that. But you're in an interesting space because you're, it is fashion. It is, it is about brands. It is about stories. Yeah. It is about all these things. So how has that sort of um, like shaped your perspective on how you're going to be as a business person?
0: Well, I think for me, it was so important because There are so many other shops online and in person that are potentially doing. I mean, I think I'm like a gem amongst all of them. I mean, you are. I'm doing, (laughs) But, but we could say generally they're doing the exact same thing. They can even sell the same merchandise if they want. So, knowing that there are so many avenues that a customer can go down. I do think that your branding and your message has to be super strong for you to stand out in this industry specifically.
1: What were some of the things as you were spending all this time thinking about your brand and, and coming up with these ideas and really putting yourself, you know, into the mindset of, of launching your business? What were some of the brands that inspired you or the people like business owners that inspired you along the way?
0: Yeah. um, So personally, I know a couple of people who have kind of launched their own business in a retail um, field and had their own measures of success with it. And so knowing that there are people I know who are similar to me that, that could do it was really helpful and inspiring. And so I was able to like pick their brains leading up to the the planning process. Um, and then of course, like inspiration for the brand, there are so many good internet based brands right now that have just like the strongest look. And I don't think I necessarily copied that, but I definitely was inspired by it. And like, I mean, even just like the brand that my razors from in the shower, like they have really cute branding and um and then Pinterest, of course, like color stories and yeah, all that. So
1: I love I'm it. Definitely and not
0: a professional with design in any way, shape, or form, but I know what I like.
1: <laughs> well, and that I know what I like piece is what I think matters, especially because you're curating fashion, right? And so mm-hmm. um, you know, as you're thinking about how things fit together and, and the aesthetics of a brand, the aesthetics of the actual products. What are some of the things that maybe you take into consideration um, as you put together collections?
0: So I think so I I'm a buyer for another store now um, my day job and I actually have really found like hit my stride in that position because I'm an incredibly decisive person. I, except for when i'm ordering takeout food <laughs> like everything else i'm really decisive <laughs> but um so yeah i think that's one of my strengths and just i wouldn't even say that my style is so uh easily identifiable or like easily defined but i'm just and it it, it is always changing too but i can easily recognize what excites me. And if it's giving me that reaction, then I want it for my own business. And that's different, a different like mental process than what I'm doing for my full-time job now, which is like, I know the customers who shop there so well that I know exactly who would buy what. And I like work from there, but yeah.
1: And, you know, putting together something like this, where you actually have to go out and find styles and bring them together. And, and, you know, it's it's really, a lot of times people are, are, when they're thinking about building a business, they're thinking about building something intellectual, right? Like my whole thing is a coaching business. There's not any inventory, right? So it really does change things. And, and you mentioned that, um, you know, there's a number of different fears that crop up as you start going down this road from financial fears to, do I have enough money? Do I have enough time? Do I have enough, uh you know, I mean, you have the knowledge down, so that's not in question. But you know, what were some of those anxieties that came up as you started, you know, coming to terms with the fact that this was something you wanted to do, and there wasn't going to be anything that stops you?
0: Right. So, I mean, the reason I hadn't thought of starting my own shop in the past as like, a realistic goal was because, yeah, you think, okay, you need so much money, you need like a partner, you need all these people on your side telling you what to do. You have to do all this research. I should go back to school for like, um, accounting. (laughs) Like, I don't even know. So, but, um, I just think that whole unknown question mark mind racing state of mind was like the anxiety that that stopped me from doing anything until, I mean, what triggered me actually doing it was just being fed up (laughs) with the way things were and needing a change. But yeah, I mean, when I really started like laying it out and deciding that I was gonna do a digital shop instead of a physical location, it became a lot more approachable. And so you have, I mean, when you're opening or starting a business, you have to make a few decisions, like, are you going to do it all with your own money? Are you going to try and take out a loan? Are you going to open a credit card, which is actually way harder to do as a new business than I realized. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, just my husband is um, an entrepreneur too, so he was able to answer a lot of my questions and I'm very lucky for that. Um it's not, it's just like not as scary and as big of a deal and as hard. Like I guess if you really want to get started, you can make it happen. And that's what I ended up doing. So yeah. Well,
1: and I like the fact that you called out the the thing that finally got you moving forward was being fed up with how things are. And I think sometimes, you know, I'll I know that people I met early on in my career, they'd been working at a place for 25 years. They complained about it every single day. And I just mm-hmm. kept thinking. Well, do something else. I, I'm not I don't understand how this cycle repeats for such a long period of time. Um, granted, as I get older, I understand it more and more. But um, there is there's this interesting thing where we seem to always be trying to avoid um, discomfort and avoid negative emotions and things like that in life and work and everything. But if you actually just take the time to sit in it, you can realize you can it can be directional, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm kind of curious, you know, what was that maybe moment, or what was that, and you know, a moment in time when you sort of hit a point where you went, okay, no, now is now is the time to move forward.
0: So, in during COVID in 2020, you know, we had at my full time job been shut down. Um, and only working from home or like going into ship orders from the end of or mid-March to the first week of June. And I think going back to work in person in June and like seeing customers face-to-face started feeling off. Like, it still wasn't safe we know that now um it it felt crappy to be put behind or be put after someone who works in a corporate job who makes more money than i do to be like put second to their entertainment <laughs> like so that was really frustrating and i really started getting hung up on that idea and having to like snap myself out of it um but yeah just being pushed backward into what full-time was before even just now recently I've we've realized that like we don't want to go back to the way things were not because it's not safe with COVID. Like that's an easy excuse and an easy, like right in your face reason, but it's because I wasn't happy. Like it sucked every day. Getting out of bed was really hard to like go to work. And while I'm there, don't get me wrong. I'm still having happy moments. Like you can, you just get into your stride and it's like a, a fun job. I can't complain about it, but you just, I don't know, you just get in this like rut. And I was in, I was stuck in the mud kind of. And so realizing that, okay, I don't like my circumstances right now. I actually do have the power to change them. And I've always been the kind of person, like you mentioned earlier, I've never actually quit a job. So when I look back, I've always left a job when like school took me away or the business closed or I got another job based on their recommendation. So it was like a really natural ending and I've never actually taken it into my own hands and been like I'm not happy you're here anymore. I'm going to I'm going to walk away. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah I that... still haven't done that, I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. It's coming.
0: It's coming. Um... <laughs>
1: But, but that is what's fun, right? Like you get to, when we get put into these corners or put into these ruts, like that's when, that's when we get shown what we're capable of, right? If, if everything is always comfortable, then you can just coast for life. And I mean, I I found the pandemic to be such an interesting worldwide phenomenon. I mean, this is the first truly world uniting thing that's ever happened to everyone they on the planet. Them. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's crazy. And so like, you know, it affects so many people, affects so many careers and and the number one thing that I'm hearing from people who lost their jobs and then come seek out coaching is mm-hmm. thank God. Thank God I finally had someone else m- or something else force me to make a change cuz I've been wanting yeah. to do this for years. Um, and it doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean that they're like, yay, no financial troubles have ever plagued me. It's like, no, it comes with a million other things and emotions, but that's like the, the relief that keeps coming up is, is quite an interesting thing. And so yeah. did you feel that sort of sense of relief when you launched or was it just like a huge, like what was it like?
0: Immediately. Yes. And which I was not expecting. So like another part of my anxiety and worries about starting my own business was that I was afraid that I was going to have to be constantly working every second of the day on thinking about it and get quickly burnt out because I've seen other people who have their own businesses. And I do know that like, if See one of your clients or your customers working or reaching out at 9 PM at night, like you should probably answer, <laughs> even though like they should respect your time and you could respect theirs. But anyways, um, where was I going with that?
1: Talking about that <laughs> feeling of relief, uh, when you did yes. launch.
0: Right. Thank you. So, <laughs> so when I, the first week that I launched in December, um, And then that next day I woke up and went into work expecting to have the same exact day that I had for the last year. I felt so good. I had way more energy. Um, I committed to my boss before I started the business that I wasn't going to be working on winsome while I was at the store, just that should be common sense. And I didn't even have the urge to do it because I was like so fulfilled at the store And like, just in my flow. So doing something for myself benefited me in my full-time job, my mental health in general. And like, I was really proud of myself for feeling, even at the end of the day, after going to the store and coming home, and usually I'm exhausted and I still am. But to have like that mental spark of like excitement that oh I I should post on Instagram for when some and oh I should answer my DMs and like there's more to be done but I'm excited about it and I started thinking I think before all of this that I was just like an inherently lazy person because I didn't want to do more after work but it's not true
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's good Um, it is counterintuitive though right like if I tell someone to work on their job search after their full-time job uh, yeah, it's draining. That's not, yeah. that's, that's not like an empowering thing. Cause it's just so routine and mind numbing and like rejection and all this other stuff. But if you're going home and you're doing something for you, hugely different energy shift. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I love that you called that out. And so as you're getting into this, I know one of the big things that comes up, you said like, Oh, I thought I'd be working all the time. I thought it would just be like nonstop, a deluge in a way. Um, And there is no end to the hustle culture that exists online, um, basically yelling at us for not doing enough, right? Like, oh my gosh, I watched, uh, I know in your case, playing Fortnite or something like that, but um, (laughs) putting you on a blast. But uh, like all these things that kind of come up that it's like, um, you know, the world, if once you become an entrepreneur, there's like entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs and you're so scared of being a entrepreneur, right? right? So you just start getting into this culture, but it is it is a I don't know culture or cult or something. I'm not even sure what to call it. But what has been your experience with that that word, the cult? <laughs> All right, go into yes. it. <laughs> that makes sense to
0: me. No, I I mean I have never been that type of person who feels rewarded for putting in extra hours and like burning myself out um i have done all of that because i mean when you have to make rent and you can only afford to eat rice for dinner for two weeks like you have to hustle to get the hours to pay for your apartment but um yeah i've just i've never felt like rewarded for that um within myself so I just think and I'm sure there are people out there who do benefit from hustling and constantly being on and working overtime every single day but I think majority of people are not built that way it's not healthy like our bodies and our minds are deteriorating because of it and it's like no wonder we're all stressed out like oh it's just gross to me (laughs)
1: Are there any, is there any advice that you've gotten from people or maybe just memes you've been forwarded that have made you roll your eyes where you're just like, wait a second, wait a second. I believed that for a second, but now I'm like actually figuring out what, what makes me tick.
0: Um, I feel like, I I feel like it's kind of all over Instagram all the time. Like even these influencers are like, go harder, go bigger. My one of my bosses, or maybe even all of my bosses have been of that mindset where it's like, just do more. I'm doing more. You do more, like we'll do more and we'll succeed harder and more and bigger. And And like, it's not true. Um, You don't want to see me overworked and annoyed because I will let you know. (laughs) And yeah, you just don't do as good of a job, but I can't think of like any specific moment where I've gotten advice or like a meme or anything because it's just so
1: common I think. Well, and that's where i start to you know look at the the whole picture of things of the different types of businesses that people are trying to start right there is everything from the smallest thing which is just i want to like launch a networking group or a small little project art project or podcast or something and then there's the far other end of the scale which is i don't know let's say elon musk right like trying to put people on mars and invent (laughs) self-driving cars and like you you've got this huge spectrum And they're all put under the same category of business owner. And I find that to be so interesting because there are so many different types of business owners. And I'm curious in your world of of fashion, what, what are, what's that spectrum look like? Like of the people that you've met, have you seen people with like healthy work-life balances who run businesses? Have you seen people that are kind of all the way at the other extreme? What, what are kind of the you know, markers that you've seen in your field?
0: Hmm. I mean, so it just so happens that the people I know who I think have healthy balances with their business and life also have families. So um, I think that brings into another, it brings another um, like thing into it where you have something else to pay attention to is your child or your husband or whatever and they're still finding success but it's not as much as maybe you think they could if they did the business trips to wherever or committed more hours to doing x y or z but it's like they're happy and It's actually in the past, you look at some people like that and you're like, oh, they're being hindered by their children. And you start judging them, which I'm just realizing is like so messed up. Like they're happy and that should be their success. Like they're okay, they're doing good. And that's that's good enough. And then, yeah, I know people who are constantly picking up more work and then hiring more people and then can't even finish a complete sentence because they're so busy, have the like uh, attention span of a pin needle, like you can't get it. So they're not doing any of their jobs correctly, honestly, Um, but because they're doing so much and because of their reputation, I guess they're still successful. So that's kind of working for them too.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, I I like how you phrase that because, you know, I've definitely met those people throughout my career where they always seem like their hair is on fire and Mm -hmm. I know what their workload is. And I'm like, why? What? what exactly right you're not doing that and uh or in one case I'm like I'm doing your job what what is left for you to be
0: complaining about (laughs)
1: um and and in those moments I'm always just like you know I think that a lot of what we see in the world is actually people overcompensating or um responding to traumas or, or any number of things and I find that to be such an an interesting thing where it's like, you know, someone who is a true workaholic where they're neglecting other aspects of their life, they'll be rewarded over and over and over again. And, and you might, and I always, I always want to take this mentality of like, why are you screwing up these other things and putting all your energy over here? And usually it's like avoiding something or not wanting to deal with something. Like we can all use work as a distraction, as a, um, as a almost way to like numb out from other areas of life. And I appreciate that you brought up people that are trying to build, that are successfully, you know, raising families and pursuing this stuff because I don't think that narrative is very prevalent. Um, Mm -mm. And I've seen it with entrepreneurs that I know who are like, oh, I can't even think about a family for 10 more years until my business is big. And it's like, well, wait a second, people are doing it, right? Like there's gotta be a, a path. And obviously everyone's path is a little bit different, but how have you like conceptualized how your business sort of fits into your overall life?
0: So, I mean, I don't think I've fully, you know, worked it all out and have the balance down. I could definitely be doing more, Um, but without losing my sanity and, my like, the little energy I have to keep going forward right now at this moment, I can't commit extra time. and like i'm I'm all, I'm pretty much maxed out. Um, and I'm realizing that like I do need to make changes to commit more to what is positively feeding me. you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well, and those like little changes too, I think, again, when we get put into a corner at work and it inspires us to start our own project, once we start our own project, we get put into corners every other day of like, well, wait, now I have to prioritize things, right? It makes us, it forces us to organize our world in a way. And so I'm kind of curious, like for me, I know there've been tons of things that I've like continually tried to change to not be so tired all the time or not be so, uh, Moody all the time, or not be whatever the thing might be. Um, what are maybe some of those early changes that you saw happen as you got your business up and running?
0: So, I think there are there are times when I feel, you know, I'll get home from my full time job, and I'll realize that ugh, I haven't Instagrammed for my my business yet. For the day and i'm still growing my, my audience so that to me is like the most important thing at the moment um and yeah just the thought of instagramming some days is like soul crushing <laughs> so like i haven't planned ahead i haven't done enough and then i start noticing that i'll like start punishing myself for that mentally and what i've tried to do the biggest difference is that i'm intentionally just. It's fine. It's okay. No one's waiting for you to post Instagram. At least I don't think they are. (laughs) And you can like chill out for a second. And so, and even just in the last couple of weeks, I've noticed like it's fine if I skip a day. There are some people who only post Instagram once a week. Like it's fine. And so, just giving myself that like grace and forgiveness for not going hard all day long and getting everything done like ahead of schedule, it's fine, it's fine. Like I still, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, and that's like, that's the beauty of being your own boss to a degree, right? Like you understand all all the inputs, like your boss only ever sees you as someone who is either here on time or not, right? And you're like, well, wait a second, my whole life is like going through these things right now. Um, but right. as a as a business owner, you get to actually understand the full context of where your efforts are going. So sometimes that's great. Maybe sometimes we don't want to look at that because it's like I don't know where I put that time. But um, I do find that to be really cool that you're you know reminding yourself that it's fine because every single day there's a new article posted that says you should be posting this many stories and you should be posting this many reels and this many posts yeah. and this many TikToks and this many coach. Uh, or eight stories
0: two four posts uh six reels or whatever like it's so ridiculous
1: it's yeah it's incredible and and there is this truth of like wait a second there's the short term and the long term right and we have to be able to play both we might hit the short-term goal of hitting all those posts but we'll lose the long-term goal of actually liking what we're building what you're A decade plus, Mm -hmm. Um, and vice versa. If we don't think about the, if we don't plan for the long term, we'll never actually do any posting, right? And so, um, I'm curious, you know, as you're going through that, um, what, just kind of looking back over the over the most recent months of of building, what have been some of the things that have been working for you, um, that you think are are making you feel like yes, we're making traction, things are moving forward.
0: Well, I mean, just the first um, like week that I launched, I will just say I was so incredibly surprised by the response from my friends and family. Like I expected zero sales, honestly. And I think I was just doing that to like keep my expectations healthy (laughs) Um, and to not be disappointed. But yeah, so that was super exciting. and, And that had that carried me forward with more energy and like, um, confirmation that I'm doing the right things. And so, um, I've just noticed that like, sorry, I just lost it. again.
1: You're good. You're good. Um, I believe the question was, you know, what are some of the things like, as you've been getting up to speed here is like, what do you see is working and maybe what's not working? Like, have you tested some things that haven't worked?
0: Um, so I mean, so yeah, I'm focusing so much on Instagram right now. Um, and that's its whole, whole own beast. And it feels like the ag- algorithm changes every day. So I'm testing out posting schedules, time, like morning versus night. Um, and I'm realizing that night doesn't really work. But sometimes that's all the only option I have. So I just do it anyway, and that's fine. Um, Hashtags, constantly playing with hashtags. It feels so menial, but I forgot to hashtag my post this morning, and it made a huge difference. (laughs) So I like bombed. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, don't repost it. Don't do anything. Just you're fine. Move on with your life. Um, What hasn't worked? Well, the playing around with timing. um, What has worked for me? Advertising. Yes. Um, Yeah. I tried a boosted post through Instagram that was targeted to get people to click to the website. And it was while I was doing um, a sale. And I noticed a lot of like good... um, like traction from that, more followers, more clicks to the website. So I got what I paid for, but I definitely need to keep doing that and learning like a, how to make a better ad. And I know that like some, you're supposed to go through Facebook, which I didn't know that the first time (laughs) to post to Instagram. Yeah. Um, you learn new things every day. <laughs>
1: that, that Instagram, Facebook connection thing. I, I it's got kind lost of a lot of days. Yeah, it like I, I didn't have a Facebook account and everything just got. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I I don't enjoy using Facebook. So that's actually something that is not working for me that I need to work on because Facebook now, I guess maybe I'm too old. No, I'm too. Are you too old for Facebook or are you too young for it?
1: i feel like we were the demographic that started on facebook and then it no, aged over. out of us like it moved <laughs> beyond us um <laughs> it's so weird um but i love your perspective there of like it's fine move on with your life and i think that that's mm-hmm. probably something that would be healthy in people's day-to-day work as well as um the job search and any projects that we want to start it's like no it's fine. Move on with your life. And you mentioned something a little bit back, which is having low expectations. And this is something that we're not encouraged to do. And I think we should be far more often in life. Um, to to tr- like people think, oh, if you're if you're going to have low expectations, you're going to be demotivated and not try. Um, I always get made. I always get called out for my. I always think I'm a realist, but people say I'm a pessimist. But whatever. And like. They're like, but if you think that way, then you'll never take action and you'll never make change. It's Like I do more than you. What are you talking about? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. And, and I always find that to be interesting because like sometimes the optimistic outlook can really mess with people. Um, not to say that optimism is bad, but I'm curious, like, as you've been um, setting expectations for yourself and setting, like everyone has to have some sort of, you know, direction and goal and vision of the future i'm curious like what is your vision and how are you using this uh tactic of lower expectations to achieve it
0: well so people may even like shake their head at this but i don't have like sales goals for myself yet i'm definitely not paying myself (laughs) so financially i'm just happy to get everything I can get. And I'm focusing more on like the visual and connecting with people and making relationships
1: with customers. Um, it's it's that idea of building relationships, because I think that there's this concept where, um, you know, we have to race toward every dollar. And I, I struggle with that with my coaching yeah. business, right? Because, you know, there are tons of people out there who are just bullshitting everything right make a yeah. million dollars overnight buy my course and be a millionaire here's my lambo here's my bookshelf of all the books that i read and it's just like <laughs> it's an incredible amount of noise and an incredible amount of crap and i think we we've talked about previously imposters. yes impossible and and we have imposter syndrome but there are actual right. imposters and right. <laughs> and i think that you know there's this um there's this entire world out there of hype and one of the things that I'm trying to figure out is like how not to, I mean, obviously the hype game is good for some things. Like if you sell Supreme, you should probably be in the hype game, but um, there is this sort of push towards that, that I don't think everyone needs to follow. And in, in your case, like slow growth good relationships like I know you do really fun things like write handwritten notes and put it in and yeah these are things that are not quote-unquote scalable but are long-term sustain like long-term thinking about the long-term sustainability of the brand and yeah um, as I think about it you know we're in very different fields but the idea of like building relationships I think is very much the same um, yeah. if I have a client that gives me a ton of money and then I'm just like peace out, I'd be mortified, right? Or like, oh, we've run out of sessions. I can't ever respond to your messages. It's like, no, like, I'm going to probably do too much. And it's going to hurt my bottom line. But the truth is, is that like, the goal is to have happy people, good word of mouth, because that's how these reputation is important. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there is a push to just like, I mean, how many people on the internet are just saying buy, you know, drop ship everything from Asia and never touch the product and never like that whole world. I'm I'm curious what your thoughts are around it.
0: Oh my God. It's insane. I, again, I'm sure there are people that that method works for them and good for them, but I just, it's yeah. So early on when I, you know, you'll Google how to start a boutique. and <laughs> Just looking for a good reputable reputable, reputable source um, who's written something and given information on the topic. So I would Google that all the time over the years. And there's never anything good. Like never. Um, the advice is always drop shipping. Um, my husband helped me. He thought it was a good idea. So he's like, yeah, open a store. Like, that's 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 the (laughs) community of online shops that is the loudest at least and it's just it was like disheartening and disappointing but yeah I don't think that it's like a heartless business that's that's the soulless selling you're only it's almost like stocks or something like you're putting your money into something that you know is going to sell quickly and you don't want to do any work and you just want to like get rich even though I don't see how it's possible that you could but it's like a pyramid scheme or something.
1: <laughs> yeah. And most of those people are making money selling people on how to make money selling people on right. how to make money selling people. But um it is I like how you phrase that where um you know you said there's like never any really good advice. This is actually something in like the self-help world I find to be really interesting as well. I was chatting with a buddy over the weekend and he's like, you know, I noticed that all the all the sites that have the biggest followings have the worst advice. And all the people, like the individuals on the internet who actually have good advice that you should be applying to your life have like 20 followers. <laughs> like they have like ah. no one following them because it's comp- it's complex. Good advice is complex and it's personal. Yeah. Whereas saying love yourself or something like that is so universal that who wouldn't want to click like on that? And so right. I find that to be a really interesting Um, maybe a a good piece of advice for anyone who wants to move in this direction. It's like quieting some of those louder voices um, and realizing how and where you're different is probably a good place to begin. I'm I'm really deep into studying um, Enneagram stuff this past weekend. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. one weekend, but deep, whatever. But um, I'm reading a lot this weekend. And one of the things that it's helping me realize is like, I'm not an energetic person in the way that, you know, some fitness person on the internet might be, right? And so Mm -hmm. that advice, if I go watch a video from some shredded dude who's like, all you gotta do is eat 30 eggs. um, (laughs) It's just like, I used to watch that stuff and be like, I should try that, I should try that. And I'm starting to realize like, I shouldn't try any of this. Like none of this is helpful because all it does is erode your own, you know, confidence in yourself. And so as you've been sort of finding that balance, I'm curious, like, has there been maybe a a realization that you've had of like, oh, I pushed too hard here and I need to change or, um, you know, I'm I'm just kind of curious what your thoughts are on the voices, maybe, maybe unfollowing certain voices or shifting your perspective and and your attention to other voices.
0: Yeah. I mean, just in the, in the, planning process of this and searching for good advice online and not finding it, I realized that like, I just have to figure out what's best for me. Um, putting my energy into the things that I know I can actually accomplish and taking steps forward. So it was really like just finding an elementary step by step approach that makes it attainable and slow and easy to swallow and <laughs> just relaxing and not too stressful even though it's a totally stressful situation to be in but yeah i'm just the kind of person who cannot handle too much stress or and i'm not super energetic like like you and i am a literalist and a realist, and you may call me pessimistic, but it's just, I think it's put me in a good position so far in life. So whatever.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it's not going to stop you from building what you want to build. And I think that that's the key, right? Like we don't have to fit some ideal or some loud picture or whatever the entrepreneur, entrepreneur, like, infographic that you read last week. We don't have to fit that mold. We can find our own way to do it as long as we're okay with the results and the outcomes that we're getting. And, you know, the way you set expectations, I think is exactly the right way to go.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just be forgiving to yourself. And, and realistic and you'll have more fun in the, in the meantime, I think, <laughs> like, let's <laughs> just where right? I'm at. <laughs> talk to me next week, maybe it'll change. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, I love that. And so if folks do wanna to talk to you next week, how can they follow along with what you're doing and find you online?
0: So I am on Instagram and you can reach me there through DMs. Um, it's shop.winsome. Is my handle and the website is shopwinsome.com. I am going to offer everyone who made it this far in the video 15% off their next order on my website. So we'll make a little code and I can like point to it or something. (laughs) Yeah, we'll get it (laughs) um, on the screen. It'll be Career Therapy 15.
1: So wonderful. Well, Well, thanks so much, Erica. It's been a pleasure having you on the show and uh, best of luck growing your business. Thank you. Thanks so much for stopping by this episode of the Career Therapy Podcast. It's been a pleasure having you. And if you're curious about what we do here at Career Therapy, head on over to www.careertherapy.com to see all of our coaching options, resources, and links to other things we got going on. If you would like to share your story on this podcast, something that you've gone through a transition you've experienced in your career, whether it's Getting a job after college or going through a layoff or getting back into the workforce after raising your family, we would love to hear from you. Head over to LinkedIn.com slash in slash Martin McGovern and shoot me a DM. Let me know what's going on, and i really like to share your story with the world. What we're trying to do here is really normalize the emotional side of the job search because we all go through it. We all have tough times in our careers. And sharing these stories really helps people feel less alone and feel more empowered to take their career back into their own hands and make something of it. So thank you again for stopping by. If you'd like to leave a like or a comment, subscribe or share, or leave us a review on iTunes, and I think maybe even Spotify, we'd really appreciate it. Best of luck to you in all of your career endeavors, and I'll see you on the next episode. Cheers.